We appreciate your tuning in for the second part of our podcast. Let's get right back to the discussion. A third, a third strategic um, uh, initiative that I, I guess I can call it that, that I think is present in companies who are successful, is they tend to do a better job over other contractors about developing clear roles and responsibilities, especially for the new people. Um, you know, I, I've got some things I've written on, but w- create a little bit of a model called the 90-day plan. And there's nothing magical about it. The 90 days is still s- fairly typical in this country, maybe because of the influence of the unions over the years, that the first 90 days is sort of considered probationary time. I think most employees, you know, most companies yeah. that don't even really have a union will still onboarding. use. Yeah, we kind of use that. Yeah, yeah onboarding, that kind of thing. But we're not really prepared for that. So think with me for just a moment. How much more effective can you be as a contractor that if on day one, you know, Jason, you show up on day one and and Lonnie is your, going to be your, your immediate leader and he sits down with you as a part of the orientation and in, in, in about 30 minutes to an hour, he actually lines out, Jason, here's what we've planned out for you for the first 12 weeks. Now, we're not, we know you're not going to be the expert in 90 days, but we want to give you a picture of where we're going to take you from today through the 90th day so you have the best objective way of looking at, do you want to stay with us and work with us, and is this a right fit? Exactly. Think how much more popular that would be with most employees or scare them to death, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? But a lot of times these guys or gals can go home and, and their spouse or their significant other, what's the first question they're always going to get asked? How was your day at work, honey? Right? What'd you do today? Exactly right. And how many times do they say, ah, it's all right. Yeah, it's about the same as the other companies. Or do they say, whoa, 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 man. Jason sat down with me and really lined out what the next 12 weeks. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. I know what I'm doing Wednesday. I know what I'm doing next I think it's a great morale booster for new workers when they're coming on board personally. But I will tell you that that's been something that we have found that's that's really missing in, in companies that are struggling oftentimes. And I'm not just talking about job description. I'm really talking about a good, clear roles, responsibilities. Let's look at a fourth area that, that I have found over and over again, strategic wise, is very important to successful companies. It's <laughs> and this is where it gets to be touchy. Lonnie, I'm going to adopt this one on your lap. You know, patience with or from our spouses or families. Obviously, this is a tough industry on families if we're not careful. Well, give us insights on that. I grew up in five family businesses, so I've been there, lived it at a very You're young right age. So, uh, you know, work-life balance, you know, yeah. keep it keep it in balance, yeah. uh, keep work at work, and, and life, uh, home life, personal life, personal, carve that time out. Yeah. Easier said than done. Mm-hmm. I challenge that, you know, I challenge myself with that and, and challenged in trying to deliver that. Um, communication, you know, they say about businesses, it's location, location, location. And in relationships, mm-hmm. it's communication, 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 open, honest communication. You may say, I'm the sole proprietor. I'm the one in this family that goes to work every day to run our business. So right. I'm entitled to kind of have free reign, right. do as I want to do, when I want to do it, spend what I want to spend. And there sits your lovely spouse, maybe back home as the yep. homemaker, right. um, uninformed and maybe right. having a different perspective on it. Right. And I want to give a shout out to the females here. When I say spouse, I don't mean it's the female spouse that's back home. That's why we have women-owned business that's enterprises. Exactly. And those are growing, by the contractually, way. <laughs> contractually um, obligated yep. for our, just like our disadvantaged business yep. enterprises. So there's a lot of great women-owned companies out there. Yeah. 
and they need the support from their ma- yeah. support from their male spouse as well to yeah. continue to be successful in their entrepreneurial um, roles and responsibilities and duties. Yeah, the association with uh, with women business owners is is continued to grow, which I and I see it in crowds that I speak at at World of Concrete or Connex, some of these different shows. Um, you're starting to see more and more women owners, and their husbands might be employees there. Yes, I've dealt with some clients like that. I've got real world examples. Yeah, yeah, me too, <laughs> and, and and it's awesome. You know, I shared this with you guys offline, but you know, every periodically, every once in a while, one of the shows will ask me to do a session that I've kind of learned, you know, I've kind of perfected called, you know, family businesses, you know, or, or how to fall back in love with your business. And one of the questions I like to ask, especially with the spouses there, because they're invited to be there with us, but do you, is there a mistress in this relationship? <laughs> and they all start laughing because they know what I'm talking about. They know that many times the, the, the contractor owner is uh, is usually, you know, so busy with the business that they do sort of feel like they've, they've, they're second best in that relationship as a spouse. So we're not giving counseling advice. Go to, go, go to a real family therapist. But, but in fairness to that, I will tell you one thing that I did find, and I haven't seen this very often, but I saw it in a contractor a couple of years ago. They actually had, and they went to a church, but they actually had one of the pastors there who, who specialized in coach and counseling. They actually had him come in three times a year to meet with the whole family and just kind of have a confessional time with each other. And you know what? That that took some guts to do something like that, you know, and, and the rules are, it's all transparent. There's no, I mean, it's a tremendous family. If you met this family, you can understand why. And they weren't perfect. They had their mess up and the kids didn't all go into the business years later. Right. But the point is, is that there was some wisdom there between the spouses, you know, the husband and wife, um, for, to protect the family. And I thought that was just excellent, you know, and we kind of, took this down the road too, Brad, of, um, you know, the spouse maybe not being involved not in be. the business. So we have that, but obviously on the other side of the coin is the spouse is involved. You know, I grew up where my parents worked side by side each and every day communicating about the five businesses we had. Right. And in numerous customers that are sole proprietors that I've come in contact with and supported uh, throughout the industry, that is very common, yeah. You know, um, maybe the male's taking care of the fleet in the operations outside the office, and maybe the female spouse is taking yeah. care of things inside the office, or vice versa. Could be that. I've seen so, it the um, way around. It, it's totally. a partnership in more yep. than one way, in both marital and uh, entrepreneurial. Yeah, well, I've, and I've been told you for years, you know, family businesses can be the best of things or can be the worst <laughs> of times. You know, so there's a lot of truth in both of those. Probably, <laughs> Let, let's look at the fifth and last need. And again, there's thousands of these, but these were the top five that, that, that I had sort of called out over the years. Perseverance and grit, not to quit, not exactly technical. No, but it's critical, I think. I mean, it's not going to be an easy road. You're going to be short on cash. Your business plan's not going to go to plan. Something's going to change. Your machine's going to go down. So you have to have perseverance. You have to have grit. You have to have the ability to improvise and adapt and overcome. Mm-hmm. To, to stay in this in this business things are going to change faster than what you can get your company to change yeah. and you're going to have to persevere through that and yeah. keep pushing i think that's great i i, I want to close out you know I, I think so much of this i actually wrote a small book on it but you know construction the best industry in the world and when it really it is you know it, and i and i love this industry for a lot of reasons when it makes you it allows you to use your brain <laughs> Right, it allows you to work really as hard as you as you can work and want to work, and oftentimes you're rewarded for that. 
Uh, it's also though uh, it's a it's a great way to get outside and be and work within the element. I mean, you're really conditioning your 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 areas of living. I mean, think of the buildings and the roads. And how many times have I heard a contractor or one of their employees, not even the contractor, one of their laborers, you know, overhear them talking to their kids on the phone? Well, yeah, Daddy built that. You know, it's like <laughs> he built that by himself, right? Yeah. So so it's it's a it's it's a wonderful industry as an owners. If you're a leader or an owner, this is a great ministry opportunity. You know, you said in one of our other podcasts about sometimes we have people that have second chances. This is a great industry for that, and that's why I love it, because you do see people who have come from maybe some first-time losses in their personal lives, and yet construction, we tend to bring those people back, and oftentimes they are better the second go-around because they've learned their lessons. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. A lot of good stuff here. and Again, not heavy on the technical, but we thought maybe you might appreciate maybe just some personal side to your own business to be successful. Um, again, if, if this is the first podcast you've ever heard, we invite you to go to forconstructionpros.com and get signed up to get these on a regular basis. We've done several now, and, and they're accessible uh, at, your, uh, at your convenience there. So thank you for joining us. Put these to good work, and uh, may you run your business successfully. Thank you for listening.